0: this week in bourbon where we're officially on the road and on tour and here's your headlines for september 16th 2022 angels envy has announced that owen martin will be joining the company as their master distiller independent stave company has agreed to purchase two stave mill facilities from brown foreman and diageo has been granted an injunction to stop the sale of redemption whiskey after it was found to dilute the bullet trademark but before we get started here's a quick word from our partners It's crafted locally in Lexington, Kentucky, and you can get your bottle now at whiskeyambitions.com. Do you ever pour yourself a bourbon, swirl it around, and then start struggling to come up with tasting notes? And perhaps you're also looking for a good Father's Day gift idea. Well, you can now solve both with a kit from Nose Your Bourbon. And unlike other nosing kits on the market, Nose Your Bourbon kits feature real ingredients for the most authentic aromas. You can smell real Tahitian vanilla bean, instead of some synthetic aroma that's just made from chemicals. So head on over to noseyourbourbon.com and enter code BP10 for 10% off your order. Ed Bly and Rising Tide Spirits are back again with a new release of Old Stubborn Bourbon. And this release of Old Stubborn is a premium, hand marriage of 10, 11, and 12-year cask drink, barely filtered pot still bourbon. It comes in at a staggering 123.8 proof, and the flavoring grain for this one hey everyone welcome back to another fantastic edition of this week in bourbon during bourbon heritage month where we are as i mentioned at the very top we're officially on tour if you're listening to this right now as in this exact second ryan and i are probably in bardstown sweating our you know our faces off Trying to pour bourbon for everybody that's come to the tent right now because we are going to be at Kentucky Bourbon Festival all weekend long, and we've got a we've got a booth, we've got bourbon, we've got stickers, all kinds of kind of cool stuff. If you are there, we've got some I don't want to call it limited edition glassware, but we definitely have some glassware that has never made itself out to market before. So if you happen to be in the area and you're like, hey, show me, show me some of this glassware, we got some. Bourbon Pursuit Glen Cairns. we got some Pursuit Spirits Glen Cairns, some Coop glasses, some Rock's glasses, and you know, some other kind of cool stuff. And uh, if you are there, we've also got some some free shipping codes available for our merch as well as bottles this weekend. So hopefully you're you're there and able to come and check us out. And Ryan, you've had a pretty busy week as well. I know that you were at the Kentucky Bourbon Hall of Fame event this week and you had an opportunity to Kind of rub shoulders with greatness, I guess you could say.
1: Yeah, I was definitely in the back row. Uh, you could <laughs> tell like all the bourbon royalty was up front. And then I was with, I was sprinkled in with some bourbon royalty, but you know, I definitely felt like an outsider. Uh, it was, yeah, it's been a crazy week with a lot going on with Bourbon Fest. We had a bottle signing, an event at Liquor Barn, and then seeding season, which I know everyone's really cares about and excited for. But that's, I mean, that's obviously big news. that's big news. <laughs> that, that is very big news. So yeah, putting a lot of seed in the ground uh these days. But uh yeah, the Hall of Fame was that was the first one I've ever been a been to and it was incredible. I was luckily lucky enough to be invited by Chad McCoy, who's a state representative, was not able to attend, but um he had Jonathan Crocker, Frank August, Drew Colesveen. And Dixon Deadman, I come in his place, and we got to witness the whole thing, and it was pretty cool. I mean, seeing you know Andrea Wilson and Cave, uh, um, I'm forgetting. Did they have some, pretty good speeches. John Yarmouth. yes, Andreas was great. Um, you know, and you just listen to these people, and you look around the room, and you see all these spider webs connect, like of you know all these connections in the industry, and like how they these titans have paved the way for everyone and anyone in the bourbon industry and really have done the laid the foundation you know even 20 30 40 years ago to bring bourbon to what it is today and it's just a a real honor to be there and see all the hard work that goes behind the scenes like kda through a fantastic event and the amount of work that they do for the industry and lobbying for us you know in washington and with the state for bourbon to be forefront in legislative discussions um it was it it was a truly honor to be there and i I was i enjoyed it very much (laughs) jim rutledge was asked to introduce for it was funny like they were like ahead of schedule and jim rutledge was the last like person i go here we go i was like i go i go don't worry he's gonna he's gonna drag it out the the extra 30 minutes (laughs) sure (laughs) and uh he was introducing the late Stephen Thompson, you know, who had a Krab- Kentucky artisan craft story, and he was just telling, and it was, I'm glad he talked, because he had some fantastic stories about him. Real quickly, I'll tell a quick one that he said, uh, Stephen, had, he would just, he hit his stills, he didn't have like Vendome custom make them. He would get like factories that were getting rid of tanks or this or that, and he would have Vendome like weld them together. He would just like go to basically like yard sales at old plants that would break down and one time he goes to drop off this filling tank or something at Vendome and the the forklift driver is like what are you dropping off here and he's like oh you know I can't remember his name at Vendome he knows all about it you know I just got on the phone with him and uh he he he's he knows what I'm doing and he's like okay well I guess I'll unload it for you and so he unloads it for him and then they drive off and he gets a call from the guy that owns Runs Vendo, you probably know his name. I'm drawing a blank. He calls Steve up and he's like, Steve, what the hell is this tank sitting in my, you know, in our parking lot? You didn't tell me about this. And he's like, Yeah, I figure if I did, you wouldn't work on it. So I dropped it off and left it there. <laughs> and he's like, And he's like, And he's like, And by the way, I need it built, I need this tank done by April. And he's like, There's no way we can get it done by April. We can get it done by June. And he goes, well, if you don't get it done by April, I won't have the money to pay you in June because it'll already be spent. So you better get it done in April or I won't be able to pay. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that was, everybody was cracking up laughing. It was it was truly a special event and it was, it
0: was fun. Uh, Mike Sherman from... Mike Sherman, yes, yes. That yes, was from Vendome. That's, that's who I remember. He was actually back on the podcast, back on way back on episode 91. So it was, it was a long time ago.
1: Yeah, so I, I'm glad. But yes, come to the Bourbon Festival. We will be there. Thankfully, I was glad to see we're in the shade area. We got some nice big shade trees above us because it's going to be a hot one, uh, and it's probably hot if you're listening to this uh, right now. On, on <laughs> if you're on your way
0: listening, on your way to Bourbon Fest, and bring a, bring a personal fan, maybe an ice pack or two to keep you cool while you're there, too. It's going to be up in the 90s, isn't it? Yeah, I think the
1: good thing is the lows are still in the mid-60s, so it, it should cool off. Well, I guess...
0: We'll be there. Yeah, we'll be there. It's from twelve
1: to six. So heat of the day, hottest part of the uh, day. Yeah, we'll definitely have some ice uh, bourbon on the rocks. It will be much more pleasant.
0: Yeah, and then I I think the other cool thing I should also mention. I know Julian Van Winkle was also inducted to the the Hall of Fame. I actually had a chance to finally finish and listen to Papyland last week when I was on my way back home from San Francisco. It was a for for the most part, it was an okay book. I didn't really care too much for a lot of interjection of personal story of the author and how Wright kind of put his connection into it. But the last chapter, which was actually written by Julian, was the favorite of mine, because you hear of all things of uh, Medley and Old Portrero and, um, you know, the lady that started Preservation and Old Saint Nick and all these dots, as you kind of said, the spider webs earlier, but all these dots really start connecting of all these things that I've heard for for so long about where they sourced from in the very beginning before it was actually Stitzel Weller, what act, what you know what juice actually won the the ninety nine points from the Pappy twenty that actually skyrocketed them to success and it wasn't even Stitzel Weller, Old Boone Distillery. That's what it was. Uh, that's, that's where I got yeah. it. From. actually, sorry for that. I had to, I had to take a minute and look it up because it would have killed me if I couldn't have figured this out. But of course, Blake from Bourboner has an article on it. So yes, the old Boone distillery, that's what actually won the 99 points. Really? Never heard the old Boone distillery.
1: Yeah. It's a new one. Heard so of I'm, Boone County, but that's about yeah. it. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure they're
0: somehow connected.
1: I'm sure it was MGP. No, yeah. I'm kidding.
0: <laughs> uh, all right. Well, you ready to kick off with some news here? yeah let's do it yeah
1: and congratulations to all everyone Cave, that was incredible speech from him julian did great that everyone john yarmouth did great chad's video talk was, it was for fred fred no introduced him and man that was hilarious eric gregory was like do we need to put this on a five second delay before you get up on Fred?" <laughs> and uh, he's like No, nah, no nah, i'm talking about my drinking buddy and it's, it's funny that it, it was good <laughs>
0: Right on. Glad you got some good stories out of it. So let's go ahead and let's hit up some news here. So Kentucky-based Four Roses Distillery has been, as appointed, Abby Martini as its new national brand ambassador and mixologist. Before securing the new roles, Martini served as a broad market sales manager for the distillery. The industry veteran brings more than a decade's worth of experience in the spirits industry following her time in hospitality consultation and management. Martini will lead a new customer engagement and amplify brand awareness, as well as claim responsibility for developing cocktail programs for the brands, bars, restaurants, and guests at the Four Roses Visitor Center in Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. That's it. Right. Just somebody got a promotion. Congratulations. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Well, we'll talk about another promotion here in a second, but let's kind of just forge move forward, whatever it is, forge ahead. I think that's what I was looking for there. So Angels Envy, they have announced that along with the University of Louisville Athletic Foundation, that they have recently renovated what's now called the Angels Envy Bourbon Club, and they'll be open when the Cardinals kick off the 2022 football season in Cardinal Stadium. The renovated club is a product of a $4 million gift from Angels Envy. In addition to naming the club space, the Angels Envy Bourbon Club, the agreement also includes marketing and pouring rights at Cardinal Stadium. Meaning visitors will have the opportunity to order Angels Envy Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey finished in port barrels throughout Cardinal Stadium. The club, which spans the length of the football field, is a popular gathering place for fans of UFL football games, and the space is also used throughout the year for various events such as weddings, job fairs, conferences, meetings, award dinners, registrations for car shows, bridal shows, and among others. The massive club can accommodate up to fifteen hundred receptions, or yeah, fifteen hundred people for receptions. And in one thousand in a theater seating, and seven hundred for banquets. Really, is it just in that club? Because it used to be Heaven Hill was all in the Cardinal Stadium.
1: Like you could get, you know, Elijah Craig, Evan Williams, Arseny. I guess
0: you got to pony up if you want to be the the only Kentucky straight bourbon finished in port wine barrels that can be served <laughs> across the stadium there. Oh, so it's not all it's or what? Or is it all the straight bourbon or just? I don't know. It just, I don't think, I don't think they have an exclusive, but it just says that they have now the opportunity you can get whatever. So I got you. marketing and pouring rights at Cardinal Stadium, whatever that means.
1: Gotcha. Well, Heaven Hill used to have that. I'm not sure if they do anymore or not with this. So found that's yeah. interesting
0: to me. So you got to, got to trade it around. I think the, I wish that would have just, they would have called it the Angel's Envy Bourbon Finish and Port Wine Barrels Club though. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, let's, if we want truth in marketing, that's what it should have been. And rum cask for raw. Uh, <laughs> yeah, for sure. I'm surprised you, I, I was expecting a sly on UFL football for you right there. I I don't want to
1: kick them while they're down. They did win <laughs> last week, but uh, <laughs> they've had a, yeah. It's
0: been a rough start. <laughs>
1: it's been a rough start.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, Angels Envy, they're staying in the news and they've announced that Owen Martin, will be joining the company as Master Distiller. So beginning on October 17th, Martin will lead all aspects of production and oversee innovation for Angel's Envy, including its annual Cask Strength Program and limited release seller collection and the Founders Collection programs. Martin is the first appointed Master Distiller of Angel's Envy since co-founder and Master Distiller Lincoln Henderson passed back in 2013. Martin... As we're going to be working at Angel's Envy's newly expanded distillery in downtown Louisville and will lead Angel's Envy's production team as it remains dedicated to bringing new and innovative finished whiskeys to fans while continuing to produce its highly acclaimed core offerings, which is a Kentucky straight bourbon finished in port wine barrels and a rye whiskey finished in Caribbean rum casks. Martin will be joining Angel's Envy from Stranahan's in Colorado. And while at Stranahan's, Martin quickly rose to the ranks during his six-year tenure while he was most recently serving as head distiller. His love of Finnish whiskeys was born while studying at the prestigious Herot Watt University in Edinburgh, Scotland. And throughout his career, he has continued to gain a unique knowledge of whiskey maturation techniques from across the country and the globe.
1: Hmm. Yeah, very cool. Uh, yeah, I was surprised because they've never really clung on the idea of a master distiller there. Um, so, but no, congratulations. Sounds like he's has a great resume and pedigree, so... Excited for him. That's,
0: yeah. It's an awesome achievement. Yeah. We'll see what happens. I know without kind of putting the cart before the horse, if you were going to listen to this next week, we're going to be talking about the round table. We're going to kind of go a little bit more in depth on this particular subject and talking about does Wes Henderson leaving kind of leave this kind of empty hole that they're trying to fill in regards of who should be the face of the brand. Uh, And we all know, you know, Kyle Henderson's been working there for a while and he's still doing a lot of stuff on the operations side, but it maybe was not his time yet to get into being a master distiller. But it'll be interesting as we kind of talk about the takes on, you know, why did they go this way? Because you're right, for the longest time, they haven't had a master distiller as the face of something. And now they're kind of moving into that more traditional type of marketing aspect where you, you do have that, which to be fair, most big distilleries do that. Yeah. I guess I'll save my comments for the roundtable then.
1: I do. Have, right. I did thoughts
0: on it, but yeah. yeah. Well, let's just go ahead and give a congratulations to Mr. Martin on his new relocation from Colorado to Louisville. So if you if, hit me up, Martin, we'll uh, we'll show you some good spots around Yelp and we'll take you out to dinner one night.
1: Make it happen. Yeah. Just don't bring that malt with you. Keep that malt <laughs> whiskey in Colorado. No, I'm kidding.
0: <laughs> Leave it there. Leave it there. So Independent Stave, you know them as the the worldwide makers of staves and barrels for the wine and spirits industries. Well, they have agreed to purchase two stave mills from Brown Foreman Corporation. The stave mills are located in Stevenson, Alabama and Jackson, Ohio. In addition to making spirits, Brown Foreman has a cooperage where they make their own whiskey barrels in Louisville, Kentucky and Waynesboro, Tennessee. With this acquisition, independent stave company now owns and operates eight stave mills in the United States that manufacture white oak staves for their cooperages. In July, the company broke ground on what will be their ninth stave mill in Batesville, Arkansas, that will open at the end of two thousand and twenty-three. The new facilities will allow the company to further expand the supply of high-quality oak to the cooperage industry, and the current mill employees and staff will be retained by independent Stave. That's interesting.
1: Uh, you know, that seems to be the shortage of stave mill, but I guess Brown Forman's got it covered. So they're selling. I don't know. That's, but hopefully they'll get more barrels put out sooner because it's
0: a real problem. It makes me wonder exactly how many stave mills does Brown Forman own if they can get rid of two of them and they have two cooperages already.
1: I know. And you think about Brown Forman, like I didn't, I never thought about this. I was like, yeah, of course they need it for, you know, Jack Daniels and Old Forester or whatever, Woodford. But you think about all the wine brands they own (laughs) and, and that they use, you know, cooperages for. And obviously they use used barrels for their tequilas and other products, but yeah, they're it's a massive barrel need they they have for all their brands and
0: portfolio and it's kind of interesting when you look at this from this perspective as well is that you think of everybody that's been dumping money into expansion and growing and more stills more tanks more fermenters more space more whatever you haven't heard brown foreman really kind of talk about doing that too much so they're probably they are well but i mean they're kind of looking at you know their existing capacity and maybe they're running at 70% utilization and they're going to crank it up to 90%, but they're not necessarily going to oversubscribe themselves on it. And so when they look at their pipeline of what they can do, they probably look at, okay, well, these stave mills are already feeding us what we need from their X amount of non-existent that we don't know of stave mills. So therefore they can sell off two of them because they already have the the pipeline of what they need to be able to satisfy their their existing demand. And when I think about that, is, it's like when you think of ISC, you think of Kelvin, you think of literally every other cooperage out there. Well, people are coming to them and asking them to buy more and more and more and more. Brown Format's not going back into their cooperages, their own cooperages, and saying, you all got to crank out more because <laughs> we're expanding. You don't really hear that. So they right. kind of have this sort of, I would say, the... The, the gears are well-oiled at this point.
1: Yeah, and two, I mean, and th- this is the true amazing uh, feat of Brown and Foreman and ha- the longevity they've had. And I think at Burn Beyond, there's going to be a discussion of, like, there's going to be the Browns, the Van Winkles, and one other family about, like, how a- they've been able to keep, like, generational, you know, uh, I guess generational uh, ownership. Per, per, participation in the business they've made some fantastic decisions like selling early times at a time when it was you know peaked you know and you know right now you know barrels are you know so they're probably getting a this is the highest they'll probably ever get paid for a stave mill they they, they understand like when to sell high and when to buy low you know they, they have a great track record of making good decisions long term i need somebody there to take over my 401k and investment portfolio then because
0: i'm the exact yeah,
1: opposite i made the mistake of looking at mine at, which i haven't done in like three months and i was like good god i just lost a year's
0: worth of salt." <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's just like just keep your head down and focus on investing in whiskey like, i think that's the best thing we can do right now that just evaporated oh, the angel share of your 401k is that what it <laughs> yeah considered that <laughs> yeah exactly so Diageo, they've been granted an injunction to stop the sale of Redemption whiskey after it was found to dilute the bullet trademark. So we talked about this, I think had to be a few months ago where Redemption actually won something and then it was overturned and so on and so forth. I think I think it's in this, but let's keep going here. So, oh, here it is. Diageo initially sued the Deutsch family wine and spirits back in 2017 over the redesign of Redemption whiskey, claiming that the bottle had been "quote unquote" revised to closely mimic its bourbon and rye whiskey brand Bullet. The co- complaint was filed in the U.S. District Court for the Southern District of New York in June of 2022. There we go. I remember this now. Yeah, I remember Diageo said that it was. would seek an injunction to prevent the sale of Redemption whiskey after the jury said that the Bullet trademark is valid and protectable with Deutsch's redemption packaging, uh, saying that it didn't dilute the Diageo-owned bottle. However, the ruling concluded that Deutsche's redemption packaging did not infringe on the bullet trademark by creating consumer confusion. The jury also rejected Diageo's allegations that Deutsch acted in bad faith when redesigning its redemption bottle. Diageo also sought more than $21 million in damages, but the court did not reward the company any compensation. However, in this new court filing, on September 7th, a New York federal judge sided with Diageo, and and issued an injunction against redemption, banning the advertising, promotion, and sale of the brand in its current flask-shaped packaging. So according to the Deutsch Family Wine and Spirits, this move applies to the future and distributors and retailers. Sorry, it applies to the future. However, the distributors and retailers may continue to sell all of their current inventory of redemption. The company has also been ordered to change redemption's bottle and packaging. In the lawsuit, Deutsch said it would be Irreparably crippled by the injunction order, which would cause the company to lose approximately thirty-three million dollars in annual revenue. The redemption whiskey owner has now filed a motion to suspend the injunction order. I know. I'm I'm looking at
1: I'm looking at an article that talks about this, and I'm looking at the two bottles, and I'm like, I mean, they're not that close. <laughs> I don't know. It seems it seems like bullying to me, but
0: I don't know. I think it just, just depends on what judge likes you that day when you go into court, because one day it sided with redemption and the other day it sided with bullet. And so it's well, just kind of going back and forth right now. Now they're saying, I, well, we're going to halt this injunction. So we're going to file another motion. They're probably just wasting a lot of money on lawyers at this point. I don't get
1: it. Like, cause redemption says... Redemption on the top <laughs> in raised lettering. <laughs> bullet says bullet on the top. You know, bourbon frontier whiskey, and then redemption has like a looks like what you would see, like a wheat stalk, and bullet has a frontier whiskey label. I, I, I'm I'm not, I'm not seeing this, but I don't know. I don't. Diageo, I love you. Don't come after me. <laughs>
0: yeah. Never mind. <laughs> Never we, we mind. Side I, with, the... We side with whomever. We don't. We're not taking sides on this one.
1: Yeah. That's. I didn't know redemption would be a threat to bullet. I mean, it's just like sourced MGP. Well, I guess bullet yes. rise too, but yeah, I go. mean, <laughs> everybody's, everybody's messing with MGP. It doesn't really matter who you are. Yeah. I don't have a, I don't have a, I don't have a thought on this anymore.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Look at you. Please move on. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I agree. I'm it's, it's not worth getting into because this is all going to be subjective based on who you're talking to and, it, honestly they're not going to get anywhere until you get to a, a, a court or a jury of your peers that are going to be able to decide on this because if just a, a new york judge is siding with this then you know that's just one person's sort of viewpoint on it so i would imagine that this is not going to be the last we're going to hear about this particular lawsuit let's stay tuned yep stay tuned so this is our our last of the news articles for the day and i I mean, don't be wrong. I I think F1 racing is freaking cool, but I think it's even cooler now that Jack Daniels and McLaren, they announced a multi-year partnership that makes Jack Daniels Tennessee whiskey an official partner of the McLaren Formula One team. And this is going to begin in 2023. Jack Daniels has over 155 years of heritage in crafting whiskey and will enter Formula One for the first time with McLaren to evolve its global presence and reach new consumers. Jack Daniel's branding will be featured on the nose of McLaren's 2023 F1 cars, as well as on the driver's overalls and pit crew helmets. McLaren and Jack Daniel's will host a variety of events and media and hospitality programs throughout the 2023 F1 season. The two brands will also collaborate to develop McLaren and Jack Daniel's themed programs at retail outlets, as well as create custom marketing and advertising campaigns, including a special edition bottle in select markets in 2023. Well, I guess NASCAR's hit the shit, so they <laughs> they're just. <laughs> but I mean, F one is well known over the globe. Like a lot of it people, is, a lot yeah. of globe watch watch F one, and uh, yeah, I think it's actually going to be in Vegas at some point in twenty twenty three too, which will be really cool. They're shutting down the entire strip and doing it through there. I think that'll be freaking rad. Um, you and your cars, <laughs> I know. The, Austin, I, mean, I guess, I'm has not... a race, but I
1: tried to watch that. I know everybody's like in that Formula One thing on Netflix, the series. Um oh, I didn't watch not, it. I'd probably need and to was, it, it you'll probably be all over it then, but everybody it's like obsessed with it and I tried to watch it and I was like, I'm just it's I get it, they're fast, but they're just driving, you know. you're you more not, like a, not for me. Talladega Nights guy yourself. <laughs> yeah. Or you
0: I'd just rather watch like Meat Eater or something hunting than killing <laughs> shit. <laughs> Yeah, well, I honestly, I think this is pretty cool. It's it's one of those things that it's interesting to see people that are advertising into vehicles from the whiskey and the liquor and the spirit side of things, only because those are two worlds that should never collide, ever. But when you see Jack Daniels going to F1, I think it was when, uh, what was the, the race that came through Bardstown that I went through? The uh, cannon, not cannonball. I'm gonna blank on that one as well anyway there was a there was one that came through Bartstown recently, and you saw whistle pig whiskey advertisements all all over these uh, you know Porsches and all this other kind of stuff too again i I thought it was just kind of weird to see those two worlds intertwine because I've always been very hesitant about making bourbon Pursuit sticker decals that you could put on your windshield or on your your back window only because you know it's bourbon related but this makes me feel better about doing it yeah
1: i don't think we'll have to worry about getting a form f1 sponsorship or anything (laughs) well i'm not worried
0: about that (laughs) we might get the i would just want to put a sticker on the back of my car and whoever else wants one if you want me to make bourbon pursuit window decals that you can put on your car just let me know and maybe i'll get them made i think we'll be lucky to get like a figure eight race (laughs) at the fair (laughs) maybe a go-kart go-kart special (laughs) Yep. All right, let's take a quick break with with some bourbon release news. If you're anything like me, then you can't get enough about bourbon. And that's why I'm a subscriber to Bourbon Plus magazine. Bourbon Plus is a quarterly publication that tells the stories from the heart of bourbon, the farmers who grow the grain, the distillers who labor over the process, and the people like you and me who raise their glasses to celebrate it all. Subscribe to Bourbon Plus magazine today at bourbonplus.com, that's P-L-U-S dot com, and use code PURSUIT at checkout for $5 off your subscription. Shopify's already taken the cash register online, helping millions sell billions around the world. But did you know that Shopify can do the same thing at your retail store? Give your point-of-sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify's point-of-sale is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Transform your tablet into a point of sale system, or use Shopify's point of sale Go Mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning twenty-four-seven help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a one-dollar-per-month trial period at shopifycom bourbon, all lowercase, and go to shopifycom bourbon to take your retail business to the next level today. shopifycom bourbon. Welcome back, everybody. It's time for some bourbon release news, and let's go ahead and just jump right into it. So we've talked about them on the show before, Lost Lantern. Uh, They're kind of like us. They're independent bottlers of American whiskey. We were doing something kind of similar previous to them doing a lot of the Pursuit series, but they have now been working with a lot of different craft distillers and bottling their stuff under their private label. And so they have announced their fall 2022 collection, and it features five limited edition single casks. So co-founders Nora Gainley-Roper and Adam Polonski have chosen to focus on a theme of discovery when they selected the whiskeys to be released in the fall 2022 collection. Cask number 12 is from Boulder Spirits, and it's their peated Colorado single malt whiskey. It's made from 100% peated Scottish barley. The whiskey is aged for five years in New Oak. It's heavily peated and very smoky. It says 164 bottles available at a staggering 148.94 proof and has an SRP of $130. I know I'll go ahead and pass on that one. Cast numbers out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, hundred almost 150 proof has me interested, but when it says heavily peated and very smoky, I'm good. Hard pass. So, single cast number 13 is Cedar Ridge, Iowa's five year old straight bourbon whiskey, and it's made from 74 percent corn, 14 percent rye, and 12 percent malted barley. And this straight bourbon was aged for five years. There's 100 bottles. 123 proof, and has an SRP of $100. Number 14 is Cedar Ridge, Iowa's six-year-old straighted, straighted, straight malted rye whiskey, and it's a six-year-old single cask made with 51% malted rye, 34% rye, 12% corn, and 13, sorry, 3% malted barley. There will be 211 bottles of that available, 120 proof, SRP of $90. Number 15 is coming from Copperworks Distilling in Washington, and it's one of their single malts. The single malt was made from a single variety of barley called Baronese or Baroness. It's grown on a single farm and the family owned Joseph's Greenery in Colfax, Washington. It's aged for three years, a new oak cask. There's 225 bottles available at 117 proof with an SRP of $100. And last, number 16 is Brooklyn Distilling, eight-year-old New York, a malted wheat whiskey, which is made with 100% malted red wheat. It's an eight-year-old single cask, 165 bottles. 138.9 138.9 proof and has an SRP of $120. I'll, uh, i try, I like Bernays sauce, I
1: guess. Maybe, <laughs> yeah. maybe I mean, that would be the one I'd appeal to. I don't Yeah, know. yeah.
0: I think Bernays sauce <laughs> is made from a single variety of, <laughs> of malt. <laughs> I don't know sorry it was a bad joke oh. <laughs> no I I like it I like that I've, honestly I, I, I'd i be interested to try the Brooklyn stuff I know Blake over at Sealbox does a lot of stuff with Brooklyn distilling and, and selects some stuff over there so yet another New York distillery putting out some 8 year old products so very cool to be able to see that as well yeah for sure Love to try them. except the smoke show, whatever, yeah. smoky. <laughs> yeah, y'all can keep that one. Good good luck getting rid of 164 bottles because and ain't, ain't there's two bottles that aren't going to be purchased over here, but other ones might, might be interested in tasting. But let's keep going here. So in May of 2020, Cascade Hollow Distilling, they released their second George Dickel bottle and bond offering, which was an 11-year-old vintage from fall of 2008. However, this August, well, actually we're past August now, so I guess it's already been released, but George Dickel. Is returning to barrels from the distilling season of fall 2008 and adding to its highly acclaimed, award-winning bottled and bond whiskey series with the George Dickel bottled and bond ball, <laughs> George Dickel bottled and bond fall 2008, which is now aged 13 years. So Cascade Hollow Distilling Company general manager and distiller Nicole Austin is continuing George Dickel's commitment to transparency and authenticity by releasing the fourth offering in the George Dickel bottled and bond series, as the category represents the highest quality within whiskey. Each year, Austin's distilling process begins with a blind tasting, and this year she was once again drawn to barrels from the distilling season of fall 2008. The latest bottling features a combination of lots that have matured for an additional two years, which offers whiskey drinkers the balance of bold complexity since first being considered in previous years. Starting this month, consumers can find George Dickel, bottled in Bond, fall 2008, aged 13 years, rolling out in stores near them for a suggested retail price of a cool $45. That's where all
1: those Dickel barrels have gone. I haven't seen them on the the
0: broker sheets anymore.
1: Uh, they they you know, finally all, realized they finally all, caught hold on some more.
0: Yeah, hold them hold them for yourself. There's there's a lot of uh, good stuff out there, and I think that's probably the the smart move is to keep them for yourself now. And if you have them, how do you compete against forty five dollars? You know, that's that's the tough one. I, age, time, and scale is is kind of where. A lot of the heritage and are always gonna kind of win out, but you know, I would always be interested to try this. I know that a lot of people had the last one from the eleven year, thought it was pretty good. So, if you're, yeah, a fan I think the
1: nine to eleven year is like the sweet spot for that Cascade Hollow. No, nah, sometimes I,
0: I like the fourteen and fifteen well, years we used to select. I know, but those, yeah, how many were we reject though? <laughs> well, we were because we, we were too damn
1: picky. Looking well, back, we should we should have held on to more of them. I know, but we rejected them for a reason. So it's, I think that 9 to 11 year to me is the sweet spot, but I'm to get for you. You like that. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, how much more oak can you put in here? Oak packets, if you will. That's right. Tanning packets. Mm-hmm. Add those. But uh, I, I haven't had any of these since Nicole Austin has been there. I hate to say, because she's fantastic blender and stiller and everything, but um, I need to try some of these. I just haven't, because we have... We have a ton of Cascade Hollow
0: on my shelf right here. (laughs) (laughs) Of other stuff that we had selected prior to her arrival. But let's keep going here. So Kings County Distillery, you know them as New York City's premier craft distillery. I guess that's... Hey, that used to be Nicole Austin's home. I know. See, it's just like staying in the family here. They're releasing a new flagship whiskey in a wide release. And it's a blended bourbon made from house distilled straight whiskeys. By law, blended bourbon must be used at least 51% straight bourbon, and this is composed entirely of in-house pot-distilled straight bourbon, straight corn whiskey, straight rye whiskey, and malt whiskey. Kings County spirits have been widely accepted and appreciated, but with supply of aged whiskey growing short across the spectrum of American whiskey, Kings County aims to lead the market with a superior all-purpose two-year-old spirit. With a suggested retail price of $55, Kings County blended bourbon will be its most accessible aged spirit and arrives in a striking new blue label that'll be available throughout New York State and uh, starting on September 14th with a national rollout to follow. I guess they survived the, the Irish whiskey uh, <laughs> yeah. claim or whatever. But that or they're putting out two-year-old stuff because they they got sued and they lost and they've got, a, they got, a, they got lawyers to pay. Who knows? Yeah, it's true. Probably not.
1: Probably not, but probably. All right, (laughs) moving on. Moving on,
0: moving on. Before we get in trouble. (laughs) So Creek Water, they're expanding its portfolio with the launch of its first premium expression, which is a limited edition 18-year-old rye whiskey called Sometimes Why. And this is in celebration. Uh, Sorry? Where's that from? from? I don't know. I actually tried looking it up. I didn't say distilled in anywhere, but 18-year-old rye whiskey that's coming from a place called Creek Water. I can probably put two and two together or... Maybe I'm not. Maybe I'm completely wrong. Maybe interesting to know, but let me keep going here. So sorry. this is, this is, yeah, it's okay. It's in celebration of American rapper Yellow Wolf's collaborative album with singer and songwriter Shooter Jennings. And it's the newly, sorry, the new limited edition of Creekwater Sometimes Why pays homage to the duo's distinct multifaceted music style and a bottle of premium whiskey. The Creek Water partner and rapper Yellow Wolf transcends his creative prowess to pass the recording studio and infuses it into the unique packaging of Creek Water Sometimes Y, disrupting the look and feel of most bottles on bar shelves within the whiskey category. Taking design cues from his wildly successful Slum American Apparel brand, brand, the new limited edition Creek Water Sometimes Y whiskey will be cased in a premium handmade custom wooden box with a silver serpent emblem and handcrafted leather details. The Sometimes Why album, the whiskey bottle itself, evokes the artist's refined, outlaw-loving spirit. The bottle is adorned with topography and snake imagery, reminiscent of a tattoo, and the matte black glass bottle showcases their daring personalities. Distilled and age for a minimum of 18 years north of Raleigh, North Carolina, to allow for a slower flavor development and prevent the liquid from getting over-oaked, the whiskey is then double-barreled and then finished in the South in both heavy toast virgin American oak casks and light toasted French oak casks. With only 600 bottles being produced at 97.9 proof, consumers will be able to purchase while supplies last. This will be available to consumers at an SRP of $400 per bottle, and you can get it at creekwater.com.
1: Dang. Whew, that was a who, mouthful. I don't know who Yellow Wolf is, but he makes... He, he adds some dollar signs
0: yeah, to that well, bottle. When I got this press release, I said, let me pull up Spotify and see what this guy's all about. Uh, to the... Press release, it's pretty much true. They talked about tattoos. Dude's got tattoos everywhere, all over his face, all over his body, everything like that. Listen to some of his songs. I mean, it's cool. I know there's a lot of people, I mean, I'm sure you know who Shooter Jennings is. Yep, So I do. Yeah, he just they just came out with a collaborative album, so it mixes sort of like Southern rock with rap and kind of folk and all that sort of stuff together. So it's it's a pretty good album. Uh, I was able to listen to a little bit of it. And the good thing is, is they said they'll send us a, a sample of this. So we'll be able to review this on a whiskey quickie here in the future. I mean, 18-year raw whiskey. I'm down. You don't get that very often. And then double barrel finished with heavy toast and then and light a toast. light toast. So this month, Woodenville Whiskey will release its special limited edition of Woodenville Muscatel finished straight bourbon in 23 markets. At the time of its distillery only release last fall, the Woodenville 2021 Harvest release was the first Muscatel finished straight bourbon in the American whiskey category. Woodenville Muscatel finished straight bourbon whiskey is Woodenville's fully mature flagship straight bourbon and then transferred into 10 year old 200 gallon Muscatel desutable barrels for finishing. Moscatel de Setúbal is a rare fortified wine produced in the Setúbal Peninsula of Portugal, a region known for its ideal climate for producing these wines. And this will have an SRP of $99 per bottle. I remember getting this last year and I, I love this. I remember I love the nose. I don't think I
1: like the taste as much. I it made an incredible Manhattan. I'll tell you that. It seriously, there's it it's really good and i i guess maybe cuz whatever Cestable or i can't <laughs> i'm sorry sestable s e t the u with the, the thing on top of it and, and then i L. I'm sure it's a, like a dessert sweet wine or like a vermouth kind of thing that really pairs well or i guess it blends in with a, a manhattan typical profile
0: so i remember it made really good manhattans that would make sense i i'm sure it's freaking fantastic Yes, well, you ready to end the show uh, talking about some Tennessee whiskey? Let's do it. Coming from a Kentucky like, uh, distillery, Chris Stapleton. I guess I don't know. I guess in the the uh, in in honor of bourbon and beyond. Yeah, he'll be there. I mean, Kentucky boy wrote a song called Tennessee whiskey. <laughs> See, well, and guess what? Kentucky-based Log steel Distillery is now releasing a new Tennessee whiskey, and it's called oh, yeah, Rattlesnap. Rattle and Snap. That is correct. We had a chance to try this. We'll talk about it here in a second, but this is named after a long forgotten Southern game of chance called Rattle and Snap, and it will include a four year straight Kentucky. Sorry, I almost messed that one up. Include a four year Tennessee straight whiskey and an eight year Tennessee straight whiskey. Each whiskey will be available at select retailers in Kentucky, Indiana, Tennessee, and Mississippi. The four year and eight year are bottled at 94 proof and have a retail price of $38 and $100, respectively. Yeah, we had it. I think we liked the four year better. Well, I, if I can fast and I mean, I remember tasting them, and there wasn't a massive difference in taste between the two. Yeah, that maybe that's what it was because I think it's a ninety. What,
1: did you read the proof? I'm sorry, ninety four. Like ni- ninety four. Yeah, yeah. I remember. I have the. I'm looking at the bottles right now because I took them because I was like, I'm, I'm interested in this. Um, <laughs> but I really liked the. We. I think we really liked the four year, and the eight year was like. Very
0: similar. Yeah, if it was any better, it was marginally better. Yeah, yeah, and but, that's uh, they, that's what I remember too. And because we have an idea of where they come from, and we might be using them as a part of our products as well. Yeah, Wally Dant was smart before us. To have <laughs> eight year. Very true. Very true. He's he was fourth for, forward thinking. I guess you could say right there as well. Yep. but that's gonna be it, man. We did it. We did another one during bourbon festival week and yeah. I'm excited to kick it off. I'm going to be in Ohio next week. So if you are in Cleveland, Toledo, Columbus, Dayton, Cincinnati, please come out you can go check out the tour dates over at pursuitspirits.com tour. And we're going to be there all week. I should say all week Tuesday through Thursday hitting all five of those cities. So make sure you come check it out. We'll be there I mean, I guess the Ryan said it best. If you want us to sign a bottle, we will, but it's not going to add any value. In fact, you you might lose value on it. Yeah. Make the whiskey taste worse. Put our (laughs) our
1: signature on it.
0: Yeah. Make sure if you, if you do sign it, still open it. We're going to keep coming out with more releases. It doesn't mean that it's a special bottle. We're going to try to keep them coming. We got a lot of barrels laid
1: down. So, (laughs) but, uh, yeah, hopefully, hopefully we see, we're seeing you right now at bourbon festival. Uh, we were there setting up and I'm excited about it. It looked great. It looks like an awesome venue. So I'm I'm pumped about it. And yeah. And as we know, uh, September is bourbon, you know, September, bourbon heritage month, bourbon heritage month. (laughs) (laughs) What do we, do we have a bourbon podcast? Is that what this is? I know. I was like, what do they call it? (laughs) Bourbon something. But it's also, uh, there's also a spinal cord, it's a spinal cord injury awareness month. And I just want to let people know that. So my, my, good friends. And uh, my neighbor, their daughter was paralyzed in 2015 in a gy- freak kind of gymnastics accident doing a backbend. And so she's paralyzed from the waist down. And so September is also spinal cord injury awareness month. And so they are doing a charity uh, fundraiser auction They're, that are funding research for the Christopher Reeve Foundation. And their goal is to hit $5,000. And if, they, if it Reaches that level, they're going to match it themselves. It's a great cause. She's in a, Eden is her name. She is a inspiration to me. My kids love her. She's just vibrant. She's one hell of a swimmer, and she's just got full of energy. And there, but there's so much research and so much cost that goes into everything that she does, and people are wanting to uh, donate to this cause or learn more about it, her charity and. Auction is called Stanford Eden, and all proceeds will go to spinal cord research. You know, because there's a lot of people that deal with this and whatnot. So, uh, also, you know, Bourbon Heritage Month's awesome, but it's also spinal cord uh, injury month as well. And so, let's uh, let's try to help them out in any way we can because if if you're able to, so just want to let people know that, that what that's going on. Stanford Eden, it's on Instagram and Facebook. If you're willing to to help out uh, people with spinal cord injuries. And, uh, hope to see everyone this week at Burmafest.
0: Fest. Yes. And make sure we're also going to, like I said, not just Bourbon Fest, not just Ohio, but we're going to be in Chicago. We're going to be in Memphis, Nashville, Knoxville, Dallas, and Houston, and then back into Louisville and Lexington all within the span as well. So make sure you go check it out. PursuitSpirits.com slash tour. Love to have you be out there. But with that, cheers, everybody. We'll see you next week. Toodles.